It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are going to dive into Nazem Kadri and that abysmal performance brought to you by the Calgary Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today. It is Friday, and we are joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zararis. Nick, how you doing? Um, I'm upset I stayed up to watch that game last night. <laughs> I went to bed after the first period because uh, I have the, the smallest amount of dignity, but we will get more into that uh, here in just a little bit. But uh, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a show. Uh, we are going to talk all about uh, we're going to peel back the layers to Nazem Kadri and just how he has blossomed and transitioned into a Calgary flame. And, and of course, the game. And because it's Friday, we have the winners and losers of the week. So, uh, yes, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. We're here for you Monday through Friday. Your team every day. I brought up this idea to you yesterday before the game and we we did a deep dive on an, a player earlier this season and I don't think that Kadri needs a whole episode but I do think we need to shine some light on him because it's been quite the year for him the thing that a lot of people and me included at times we get caught up in only thinking about the production. We think about you bring this player in because they're going to produce X amount of goals, assists. They're going to kill penalties. They're going to play power play. They're going to do, they're going to be tangible things you see on the ice that the results will indicate whether or not they are worth it. In regards to somebody like Kadri, and I think you could say the same thing as far as Blake Coleman or any of those other players who this is either their second, third, or fourth team close to the end, but not totally at the end of their careers, getting paid pretty well, that those guys are here for more than just what they're going to do on the ice. And I think this year in particular, you've seen that as Kadri's found a really nice kinship with Zari and Pospisil and two guys who are a lot younger than him play similar styles, that annoying pain-in-the-butt style that the <laughs> Flames are pretty good at when they're on their game. But Kadri has really found a nice spot for himself. That contract is never going to look great in any capacity, but it, it is important to remember that it's not just about the counting stats. Absolutely, and I still remember it was three games into the season, and he, he had three points in three games. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. No, that was like, that wasn't enough because you had Jonathan Huberto not doing well. Mind you, still in the month of October and things were not going well. And people were kind of flaming me and anyone who wanted to give 
him credit for like the assists, but he hadn't scored a goal yet. And that's not fair. <laughs> Absolutely not fair to him. It's never going to be great. Th- that's the undercurrent you have to think about. And you have to be able to compartmentalize the two or you're going to go insane. Frankly, you have to be able to compartmentalize the contract versus the player. Otherwise you're basically never going to be happy because pretty much every free agent is overpaid just because of the economics of the way the NHL is set up where guys get to free agency really once one real chance to cash out and get that long-term generational wealth that these guys are pursuing. So you have to be able to compartmentalize the two where you'll go insane. And I do think There's some credence to the theory that part of the reason uh, Tree Living made the the Kadri signing and traded for both Huberto and Uyghur was he knew things were probably not going to go great and that if he was going to stick around or whoever was going to have the job next needed transitional guys to kind of be the faces of the team while the, the, the organization went through the changes that were going to happen and That might be giving Tree Living too much credit, in all honesty. Maybe he wasn't (laughs) thinking that far ahead. But I could see the argument that he saw the writing on the wall, that even if he did end up staying, the team wasn't going to be particularly good, and that the sell-off that's happening now, if he had to do it, he still needed guys to be able to sell tickets. Because, And we'll talk about this more in a second, but a lot of the Flames are not in a position to do what the Blackhawks did, where they're just going to tear it down to the studs, and it's a in a bigger market it's got a bigger fan base just on sheer volume and they were in a position where all they had to do was tank and the the ping pong balls lined up for them and it all worked out the flames roster had too much talent on it even without Kadri and Uyghur and Huberto to be that bad it was not going to be Blackhawk Sharks Ducks bad so he set it up in a way that these guys would be here to kind of be the faces of whatever this period is going to be. Yeah, and I I get why people want a full on rebuild, but we've talked about how like how physically impossible it is for the Flames to do that on top of wanting taxpayer dollars for this new arena. And I think that this is truly like the start of a transition period. I feel like the flames have been creeping towards this in my four years of hosting this podcast. (laughs) And it's like they, it's finally forced their hands to really make them true changes. And Pospisil and Zari have been such great complimentary pieces, not only to Kadri, but I think the team as a whole. For sure. Those are guys who play with juice. Every single night, they are going to go out there and they're going to give you effort. They're noticeable. They're exciting. They're not the flashiest or the most talented guys, but we talked about this in regards to Tanev the other day. They're never going to cheat you. They're going to be in the mix. I mean, you saw it in the Ranger game on Monday where after the whistle, it was Zari and it was Pospisil who were engaging with everybody else on the ice on the Rangers to stir things up because they knew you know, it was going to be that type of game. It was a one nothing game good 58 minutes of the game where any type of advantage you could get yourself is good. And, you know, you got Lafreniere and Panarin to fight and come off the ice for two minutes by being pains in the butts. So if you can make the other team's best players agitated to the point, they're going to take themselves out of the game. You take that every time. Yeah. And I'm sure 
that cadre will give them tips on uh, the lines that are firmly drawn in the sand of not to yeah. cross uh, because uh, we know how far Kadri has come since his days in Toronto. And I still think the best thing that happened to him was going to Colorado. Oh, for sure. It That was the type of move. And we see this all the time where guys are good hockey players. They make mistakes. They get in their own heads. They start trying to be something they're not. And it takes a few times. Not, not just because somebody is good doesn't mean they will succeed. We know that it environment matters a lot. You could say it for Kadri in Colorado. You could say it for JT Miller in Vancouver. Guys who have reputations as being kind of annoying, difficult to play with, wanting things to go their way. And instead, you get to the right environment. And Kadri will be a good ambassador for the team during this transitionary period mm -hmm. as they as they try and figure out what they're going to be. And the fact he's forged this this kinship, this professional relationship with Zari and Pospisil, two guys who, you know, we didn't expect anything from either of those guys. I mean, coming into the season, we were expecting those 20, 30 goals from the unproven guys in the lineup to be coming from Coronado and Peltier. And instead, it's going to end up being Zari, who's going to more likely than not end up being a top five in the Calder voting because of the season he's had. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you can't predict that you truly no. can't um but honestly good for them i'm glad that they've become nhl regulars and uh, hopefully we get some more out of them and uh, get to ride the rest of the season on this fun second line but coming up next, we are going uh, to unfortunately talk about the stinker of a performance against the san jose sharks and Oh, Dustin Wolf, I am so very sorry. But first, we are going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Nick, are you more of a speed, power, or style guy? Um, Whatever's going to get me from point A to point B without my car breaking down. Wonderful. Well, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts, and you'll find exactly what you need and what you're looking for with eBay Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today on Locked On Flames. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts. Uh, I would say so you never miss a game recap, but... 
games go like last night, and you can you can forget about that. That's okay. So you yeah, stayed up to watch this whole thing? I did. I stayed, I was watching that. I stayed up to watch them. The Canucks were playing. I last night was a busy night in the league. You know, there were 13, 14 regular season games. I watched the Rangers. I watched a little bit of the Leafs. I watched Vancouver. I watched Calgary. It was it was a lot of games on last night. So I was bouncing around trying to keep an eye, get a feel for things. And the first goal that San Jose scored kind of gave me an indication for the type of night it was going to be because it's set up by a bad turnover. It's a transition no, goal. And Wolf's, Wolf just got stuck. Like, it looked like he was trying to push off his foot. He was on the side of his foot. So, like, I'm going to pull up my shoe here. His foot was like this, and he couldn't push off because his blade wasn't on the ice. So, he was entirely unable to push off, really out of position. And there was the moment I should have realized, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. And the thing I will say he needs to take the lumps. The only way they are going to figure out if he is an NHL goalie or not is by having nights like this. And mm -hmm. it feels like you're throwing a child to the fire, which frankly you are, you, you, you are, are throwing a child to a fire, but he's got to learn. And the only way he's going to get better is by playing. So that's part of rebuilding. I know we all like to talk about, Oh, we're going to get prospects in here and they'll give us hope. Prospects uh, take their lumps. That's part of yeah. growing. Absolutely. And I like with Dustin Wolf or truly any prospect, you cannot just expect them to have a seamless transition no. from college, juniors, whatever, AHL to the NHL. Like that's not how real life works unless you are Connor McDavid. And that's not who Dustin Wolf is. And I saw a lot of people giving him flack. And yeah. saying, oh, like, is it that hard to admit that he's bad? Like, is he even going to be, like, the next goalie? He has played, like, I think six or seven NHL games now. He's been in and seven and he started six. Like, let let's be context. serious here. Right. And this team, I said it on yesterday's show, this team goes out and plays, like, diarrhea in front of him. Like, they don't get up they don't do anything it was bad I, I i went back and i rewatched the highlights just to refresh my memory earlier Were there any and, highlights? well you know the the master cut that the nhl puts up on youtube after every game where yeah. four of the six goals happen because of turnovers directly because of turnovers and wolf is in either a two-on-one or a two-on-oh where there's nobody in front of him. The one goal is a deflection, which I'm not really going to ding him for. And then the fifth and sixth goals, at that point, he's demoralized. I know he's going to have a harder time. He's probably worried. He's probably antsy. And both of them beat him clean. It, it It's mm -hmm. really a difficult game because, especially in the context of the fact that at one nothing they had the Huberto breakaway where he could have scored. They had a post on a power play. Mm -hmm. They had a Manjapani breakaway. One of those goes in and it's 2 nothing. And that first San Jose goal is a 2-1 game. And it's very different. And I know in a long season, people are going to say you got to beat the bad teams. And make no mistake, San Jose is an atrocious hockey team. <laughs> but 
anyone can beat anybody on any given night. And those po that post and those two breakaways are probably the difference between the Flames winning that game four to one and them losing it six to three. That's not satisfying, but that's the reality. Yeah. And when I saw that the power play went 0 for 5, I was not shocked. Based on how their first two attempts went, I knew in my heart that there was there was nothing they could do to get anything, to find the back of the net. And it was, you said it, it's demoralizing. Like, you can't even beat this team of AHLers. What, like, what's wrong with you? It happens. I, it's very unsatisfying. And it's something I talk about a lot, that there's just a lot of inherent randomness in sport that leaves us unsatisfied. That it's never going to make a fan happy to hear, well, you know, it's a long season. There's 867,000 bounces of the puck over the course of those 82 games. This given night, the bounces didn't go your way. And that's very unsatisfying to hear as a hockey fan. But it's reality sometimes. The Flames were in that game for a good 30 of the 60 minutes. After the third San Jose goal, they did score again. They got it within 3-2. But then you have the funky goal, the goal that gets reviewed where San Jose jammed it in under Wolf. That made it four. And then five and six, like I said, he got beat clean. So it sucks when your game gets reduced to you know four or five bounces, but when you are not that talented of a team and you need to play pretty close to perfect every night, it's hard to win in this league. And the, the Flames did not play perfect last night. And when you are a team that rides or dies on the bounces, if you give the other team opportunities, it's really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And when the Flames hit the post, I like flashed back to last season when it was just every shot on that was the post but then they had uh they lucked out with the post because it probably would have been a seven to three win had the sharks actually gotten it and I, I don't know if calgary would still like the city would be standing if that was the case they were and the thing that's interesting about this is we would agree that the flames last year played better than this but they were also infinitely more unlucky uh, last yeah. year's team. They could not buy a bounce to save their lives. This year's team, they're not terribly unlucky, but the results aren't as good. The team is a little bit less talented, and yet they're not riding the bounce. I'm trying to think of what metaphor I want to use. The, the bounce roller coaster, the bounce, I don't know, something to that effect. There's a lot of bounces the in a The bouncy house. Yes, the Flames are in the bouncy house, and this year they're the little kid in the bouncy house while everybody else is jumping and not letting them get back up. Yeah, that, that sounds right, and I just, I don't know if they'll ever find their legs again. I don't know. I think it's going to be quite some time, and we will have you covered here on Locked on Flames through all of that, but... We are going to take another quick break here as we crown our winners and losers of the week. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. 
Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another makes better prevent small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Do you think they'd offer them for uh, podcast co-hosts? We're good. We're, <laughs> we're better than We are pretty good about communicating, but for people who struggle to communicate effectively, might be for you. Did Valent- did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off this month using the discount code locked on. Again, that is discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month of February at www.camino counseling consulting. Sorry, camino consulting.ca. Or mention locked on when reaching out to a reaching out for a business seminar and receive your first five profiles free. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us today on Locked On Flames. Uh, make sure you're following us on X at Jess Belmosto and at Nick Zeraris. Uh, today it is Friday, the end of a long week, and we're here to crown our winners and losers of the week because there's no shortage this week. Um, The biggest winner is the Columbus Blue Jackets organization for realizing that Yarmo Kakalainen is not good at his job. Um, yeah. When you, when you are the media, the general manager that magically has three profiles written about how good they are at their job every single season, but have one playoff series win in a decade. You know, there's a reason everybody on NBA Twitter clowns Daryl Morey because he wrote, he constantly, because he's friends with people in the media, gets these glowing profiles written about him with no real tangible results or product. In the same way, Columbus went all in one time. They got a great story out of it. They upset the best regular season team ever to that point. That's all they have to show for the Yarmo Kakalainen era in Columbus. That's it. One playoff series win in more than a decade. They are in no man's land as far as a roster. They have a lot of money tied up in older, not great players, and their young guys – it, it's it's a shame Adam Fantilli got hurt, but other than him, a lot of their young guys have struggled to break through, and they're kind of in no man's land. Yeah, that 
where hopes and dreams go to die, I guess. I mean, I feel really bad for uh, Gaudreau, who has, you know, decided to stay there. And then, of course, you have Patrick Laine, who I feel so bad. His season started off tough with that concussion, thanks to the one and only Rasmus Anderson. And it just felt like he never got his footing. And I hope that he is taking this time for himself and, you know, doing what he can to get better. It's hard. Life's hard. But it's especially hard being a professional athlete. You know, it's really difficult. And that's a player who Patrick Line is one of the best individual talents I have ever seen play hockey in person. I will never forget the hat trick he scored against a God awful Rangers in 2018, where he ripped past Lundqvist's glove two separate times. And then the the hat trick goal was an empty netter. And I thought he was a guy. I thought he was going to be a guy in this league for a long time. I mean, he had 50 goals as like a 20 year old, which is just unheard of. That's crazy. So, you want to see a guy like him put it back together to find a way to be okay and play at a high level because he's capable of it. I I always say the more good players there are in the league, the better because there are more competitive teams and there are more engaged fan bases. It works out better for everybody. The more good players there are in the league. Absolutely. Uh, My winner of the week is Nikita Zadorov. (laughs) <laughs> Not for getting suspended, but for grittying on the Detroit Red Wings <laughs> right after uh, there was a whole stink. And uh, Wallman, you know. Well, that's I, fun, I though. That was in so good nature. That was good natured. That is how you get even. You score a goal. Your teammate scores a goal. You troll a little bit. Nobody gets brain damage. Nobody has to go and be insecure. And you know what? Another thing we can give Zadorov winner of the week for, for admitting he threw a bad hit. It it would be nice every now and then if these guys (laughs) who we know hockey happens very fast. I understand that sometimes you're going to be doing something that you didn't intend to do, or you hit somewhere you didn't intend to do because everything happened so fast. It is a measure of accountability and it shows respect for your teammates, the other people you play against, Because you come out and say, hey, man, I messed up. I'm sorry. That defuses the situation. That prevents future players from getting injured. And I know that's the antithesis of everything that the the code and the hockey people say. The hockey people say, well, it's it's on you. You didn't have your head up. You weren't looking. As opposed to, hey, man, if the guy's not looking, you don't have to put him through the ice. You can still make bodily contact, but you don't have to try and put them through the ice. There's a level of respect you can have for your opponents while still playing a physical game. So good on Zadora for saying, hey, I messed up. I wish more people would do that. It was a tough week yeah, for those that live by the unwritten rules rule book. Um, what a week for them. But Who's your loser of the week? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I was gonna say Connor Timmons for getting mono just because that's ridiculous. As a gr- <laughs> you're a grown man, what are you doing? A grown man getting mono is a little bit ridiculous. You could do that. You 
you could do Morgan Riley, who's going to have to sit at home for a week because he threw a temper tantrum in his in his place of business. <laughs> you could do Gary Bettman for who may or may not get his uh, may or may not reduce the the suspension from five games down to something lower. There are a lot of you could do fanatics for the MLB jersey oh, rollout and the rollout of the stadium series jerseys. There's a lot of losers of the week. There's never a shortage in the world of sports. No, and I surprisingly have one that you did not list, and okay. that would be Keith Kachuk. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that clip. That was funny. I just, I feel so bad. Like, your son is in the playoffs, and you call him soft, the team soft. This poor guy can't even get out of bed and has to call his brother on the phone to get him dressed and then he doesn't talk to you because of you know that what that reminds me of somebody made that i was talking to somebody yesterday that reminded me of this it's like being at a party with your parents and your mom is telling something really embarrassing about you to one of her friends right in front of you like mom shut up mom shut up like, or why are like, you admitting this unprompted? Like, right. all you're doing is embarrassing your son and yourself. And it just adds fuel to the fire that Keith does not really like Matthew or exactly. Brady as his favorite son. Like, yeah. I mean, thank you. Um, I, I hope, I hope him and Mitch Marner have some nice conversations and maybe work through there. He's Kachuk is Paul Marner, but camp. I forgot which of my friends said that, but <laughs> Keith Kachuk is Paul Marner, but camp. That's incredible. Um, yeah, so I, I'm interested to see who manages to become a winner and loser uh, next week, especially with the stadium series this weekend. I feel like there is so much potential. Oh, there's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. It's funny. You'll get the Jonas Brothers and the Gaslight Anthem on Saturday. I have no idea who the musical guest is on Sunday. I had never heard of that band in my life. Um, hopefully I don't freeze. I I'm looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to it. It's not supposed to be as cold as the last time the Rangers played outside. Uh, forecast is high 30s, low 40s, but the sun will be not down bad. by the end of the second period, which not great. But when they played at one o'clock in 2019, it was also five degrees. So th there's a trade off bad. here. I will be cold when I'm you. My nose may still be red when I'm on the show next week. But for the love of the game. Yes. Go out and enjoy yourselves this weekend. Uh, you deserve it. You've earned it. And tune in next week as we move closer to the trade deadline. And just like I said last Friday, maybe we'll have a decision from Noah Hannafin. But until then, uh, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're here for you Monday through Friday. And hopefully we don't need an emergency podcast this weekend. Uh, we escaped one last weekend, so we'll we'll see. But uh, Nick, do you have any parting words? Everybody enjoy your weekend. It's Friday. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.